Welcome to the Temple Forum, a podcast from First United Methodist Church in the heart of Chicago. Here we welcome a diversity of voices and conversation about how we live in the world as people of faith. Hello, this is Jan Engmeyer. This installment of the Temple Forum will help us learn more about the Parliament of World's Religions, the world's premier interfaith convening organization. Reverend Stephen Avino is the Chief Operating Officer and Acting Executive Director of the Parliament of World's Religions, and Miriam Renault is the Project Director and Principal Investigator for the Global Ethic Project at the Parliament. And welcome to you both to the Temple Forum. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. Glad to have you. Tell us about the Parliament of the World's Religions. What's the purpose of the organization? How did it get started? And why is it in Chicago? Sure, there's, there's actually a, a long history there. Um, the first Parliament of the World's Religions was a, a conference that was held during the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893. So that's 100 and, over 125 years, almost 130 years ago now. Um, and that was considered the first uh, modern interfaith event and the, the really the birth of the modern interfaith movement. Um, it was the first time that religious leaders and religious lay people came together and all sat at the table to, to discuss and have dialogue and, and bring about a better world. So um, our organization uh, came out of the 1980s. So at that time, people were saying the 100th anniversary of this 1893 parliament is coming up. What can we do? Uh, committees were formed and our organization, which was originally called the Council for a Parliament of the World's Religions, um, was formed at that time to, to bring about the 100th anniversary celebration, which was the 1993 parliament in Chicago, uh, which was held at the Palmer House downtown. Uh, also a huge event, and uh, Miriam Renault will talk about one of the documents that was created at that event uh, that is still important to us today, which is the global ethic. Um, but but uh, it was an inspiring event, people loved it, and uh, great change was made and came out of that event. So it was decided to continue the organization and we've had uh, parliament events, which have thousands of people come from all over the world. Uh, we've had them every few years. In 1999, we had one in Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, in 2004, we had it in Barcelona, Spain. And 2009, it was in uh, Melbourne, Australia. In 2015, it was in Salt Lake City. In 2018, it was in Toronto. And this year, we're actually, because of COVID, uh, for the first time, we're going to be doing a parliament virtually. Can you talk about that a little bit? What are the challenges of putting together a virtual event with that many participants from all over the world? Sure. I mean, it's, it, there are definitely some challenges, but there's also great opportunity. Um, for the first time, we won't have people having to travel thousands of miles to join us. And that will allow certain uh, members of the population of the globe to join that have never been able to be before for economic or, or, or whatever reasons they may have. Um, so we're, we're hoping to have a more global dialogue uh, and have more of the world be part of the discussion. Um, so that's what's really exciting about being able to do it virtually and with the technology that we have now. Of course, it, it is, it, there's definitely challenges um, in getting you know, we've just finished our program proposal process and there were over 700 programs that were submitted and we've narrowed them down to over 500 programs, which will be going over two days, uh, October 16th 
through the 18th. So there's a 48 hours there where they'll have over 500 programs dealing with climate action, dealing with women's issues, um, the global ethic, uh, which Miriam will talk about, um, uh, peace and justice, and myriad of other issues, including just general interfaith discussions and, and interfaith dialogue as well. And we will we'll also have uh, religious leaders, for example, the Dalai Lama will be speaking again, as well as Nobel laureate Shirin Abadi, among others. So it's going to be really exciting. What are you hoping to accomplish by holding this event? And are there actionable items that emerge from this gathering? Good, very good question. So there's a a lot of things that we want to accomplish. One of that is we have just gone through the last few years um, with COVID and 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 a lot of the other events globally or around the world. There's a lot of strife. There's a lot of grief. A lot of people we've lost. And I think we want to look back on on that and look back on, you know, how we can avoid something like this happening again, um, and how we can learn from this experience of the last few years. And in general, one of the things we would like to see is policy change regarding climate. Uh, we're, we have got, we are past the point of, uh, it's definitely an emergency now, the climate crisis. And uh, that's one of the huge uh, discussions that we'll be having in Parliament this year. So you've mentioned the global ethic a couple of times. Uh, Miriam, can you explain what's meant by that term? and and why do we need it, or why do we want to have a global ethic? The global ethic emerged from a conversation between the religions. Um, so religious leaders and religious emphasists were engaged in conversation over the period of several months. And out of that came a document which um, expresses the shared moral, ethical commitments shared by people all over the world. Why do we need a global ethic? As the a basis of all the religions is a moral code. How do we behave towards one another? There, every single religion has something to say about how to be uh, together in a community. And so the global ethic is, is an effort to capture those uh, commitments that um, at, are at the heart of all the religions, whether it's the Ten Commandments or the Four Noble Truths of, of Buddhism. There is, um, among some, a notion that, that the religions disagree on everything, including moral commitments. And the global ethic demonstrates that at, its, at their heart, the religions do agree on how we are to be in relationship. So it's based on something as simple as the golden rule, which we all recognize. Uh, we can take, we can point to exceptions to it, of course, but as a basic rule and as a basic way to to be in to to be together, we we realize that it it actually is a very effective way to think about how do we want others to treat us, and we should um, take upon ourselves to treat others in the same way. So it's, it's, um, it's a, an affirmation that the religions share basic moral commitments. And what are they? So um, it has five directives. 
which I'll start with a commitment to a culture. And so it's talking about a way of life, a way of, of engaging one another and um, a, a consciousness that we, we strive to develop. So a commitment to a culture, uh, something that we um, elaborate in ourselves and, and, and try to, to foster. Um, those five commitments uh, will not sound strange because they aren't strange to, uh, to the people of the globe. So we have a commitment to a culture of nonviolence and respect for life. And then uh, that directive goes on to elaborate what that means. The second directive is a commitment to a culture of solidarity and just economic order. The third one is a commitment to a culture of tolerance and a life of truthfulness. And uh, the fourth is a commitment to a culture of equal rights and partnership between men and women. And the fifth is a commitment to a culture of sustainability and care for the earth. So as Stephen was pointing out, a, a large component of the upcoming parliament will be a discussion about climate change and, and how the religious people of the world want to engage that issue. The global ethic has uh, a clear commitment that it lays out as to how we want as a people who all share this one earth together to engage sustainability and um, share it for the earth. But what are next steps going forward um, for the Global Ethic Program and for the Parliament of the World's Religions? Um, people are listening to this. How can they find out more? How can they get involved? Tell us how to find you and, and uh, get people involved. With the global ethic? Oh, with both, right. With the global ethic okay. and also with the parliament. So uh, I think the best way to get involved is to visit our website, which is parliamentofreligions.org. Uh, if you want to register and join us for the virtual event, October 16th to 18th, you can go to 2021.parliamentofreligions.org and register online there. Um, it's going to be incredible. Uh, it is going to be available the, the event itself, if you can't make make it uh, on October 16th to 18th, we will have it available, some of it on our website down the line, but it also will be available uh, completely for 30 days after the event uh, on the virtual event hub platform that we're using. So I, I really encourage everyone to join. It's, it's going to be incredible discussion. And one of the great things about the parliament is that everyone's voice is heard. Um, we are ultra inclusive. Uh, we do not reject anybody's views. We do not reject any faith tradition. Everyone is is brought to the table for, and is part of the discussion. Great. And how about the global ethic, Miriam? How do people get involved with that? Or how can they follow what's happening with the issues? There is a special portion of the parliament's website that is dedicated to the global ethic. So it gives a brief uh, description of the history of the global ethic. And then you can go on and, and read the entire global ethic if you wish. One way to participate in it is to actually sign it. So it has a hundreds of people who don't support for it by adding their name to the list of signatories indicating in a, in a public way that they support it. But also to get the word out about this document and engage with it and um, especially it can be very helpful in interreligious conversation because it's a bridge. It's it's a starting place to have a discussion because it it um, it elaborates where we agree. The, the 
basic moral precepts that, that are shared across the board. As I'm listening to both of you, I am thinking how radical this is, right? You're bringing people together in a world that is just torn apart uh, in so many different ways right now. And when you think that this started in 1893, that's amazing. And that it survived. Congrats on keeping things together and, and uh, continuing to fight the good fight on bringing people together and finding the commonalities. And bringing people together is, is the key. And that's, you know, our mission is to convene the religions of the world uh, and people of faith and conscious to bring about a more peaceful and harmonious world. So uh, bringing people together is, is exactly the point. You're absolutely right. I just wanted to specify that the global ethic was approved by the Parliament of the World's Religions Board, making it an official document of the Parliament in 1993. It began with four directives and it was expanded in 2018 through very much the same process that was used in 1993 with the fifth directive. Um, so the commitment to a culture of sustainability and care for the earth. Wonderful. Is there anything else that either of you would like to add or, or reemphasize? I would just say, please, please, uh, we would love to have your, you join us uh, online October 16th to 18th this year. And uh, if you're interested in the parliament and, and, and continuing to work with us, please go to parliamentofreligions.org. And um, as far as the global ethic, we would love for, for people to engage the document, to have discussion groups, to reach out to us at the parliament, and um, to, we, the, the global ethic was intended to be the moral component to the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. And so we would love for that document to be, the two documents to be brought in conversation more closely. Well, thank you, Reverend Stephen Avino and Miriam Renault, for telling us about the Parliament of World Religions and the Global Ethic Project. I'm Jan Engmeyer. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Temple Forum. You've been listening to the Temple Forum from First United Methodist Church in Chicago. You can find more conversations like this online at chicagotemple.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Please join us again soon.